Hey guys. So normally I don't make videos like this, uh, responses to or commenting on hit pieces that have been written about me and what I do because frankly I just, I don't even care and I don't have the time or the energy to put into responding to these people because if I thought there would be a good result from it, if I thought it would be effective, maybe I would. But really it's just a waste of time at this point because many of these journalists, what I've learned is that they have a perception of what not not what you are, but what they need you to, to be in order to justify their attacks against you. So they're not going to change that should you be like, hey, you know, uh, buddy, you, you got this wrong about me. Can you please correct? It's more like, no, I see you as this, so I'm going to keep it. So that said, that's pretty much why I don't respond. But the reason that I did want to respond to this one in particular, it's called White Supremacy Figured Out How to Become YouTube Famous, and it was written by a reporter named Jared Holt, who works for Right Wing Watch. So for two reasons. First of all, because Right Wing Watch is, surprise, surprise, George Soros funded. And the second reason is because a bunch of us who are mentioned in this article from Blonde in the Belly of the Beast, Roaming Millennial, James Alsop, Tar McCarthy, Ramsey Paul, Black Pigeon Speaks, Sticks and Hex and the Hammer, Stefan Molyneux, and who else was it, Sargon of Akkad, and many others, uh, we're all going to get together for a Google Hangout. Not everyone, I don't think like Stefan Molyneux and Sargon are going to join, but most of the people that I mentioned are going to be joining for a Google Hangout on Monday, October 8th at noon Eastern time. So I did want to make kind of a little response video ahead of time, and then obviously I will be joining these these people on uh, Google Hangout, which will be held on James Alsop's channel, and he should tweet out a link. I'll tweet out the link whenever it's available. So you can check that out if you're interested. In the meantime, I just wanted to comment a little bit on this because I found it I found it so ridiculous. And it should be noted that this 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 journalist cannot spell worth his life. He misspelled my name. He spelled it Brittany with an I instead of a Y. He misspelled pigeon, the word pigeon. It's almost as if I really think this guy must have like Googled all of our names and then like referred to Antifa websites or like it's going down or something for his facts about us because they are all over the place. I also find it interesting that he's painted all of us with an extremely broad brush, basically saying we're all extremists or we are extreme, you know, people who enable extremism. And if he actually looked closely and watched videos from each of our channels, he would see that many of us, while we agree on many issues, we also disagree on many issues. So you can't say that we're all completely ideologically similar. We're not all bricks in the wall that are exactly the same. And just because we interview with one another sometimes, you know, that doesn't mean that we're completely endorsing everything that anyone's ever said. I mean, this guy mentions in the article that because I interviewed Mike Cernovich, that's Mike Cernovich coming out and publicly endorsing me and everything that I stand for and do. That is ludicrous. That's crazy. That's like saying I go and accept an interview with CNN or the Washington Post or something and I'm endorsing everything that they stand for. Are you kidding me? It's it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just being affiliated with someone doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they say. And, and who has the time to sit down with every single person that you associate with and be like, we disagree here, 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 and here. Nobody. Okay, so let's get to the little bit about me that, that he writes. So he says, Brittany Pettibone is a YouTube personality who refers to herself as an American nationalist, but is, has expressed white nationalist views such as, it's our fault if white people become a minority race. Okay, so I used to identify as American nationalist, yes, but I now identify as a constitutionalist, not because I wouldn't say I'm an American nationalist, but because 
I'm neither a white nationalist nor a civic nationalist. And every time I would say American nationalist, people immediately attributed that to me being a civic nationalist, which I'm not. So it's just it's, it's easier for everyone involved if I just say constitutionalist, because then it just avoids, you know, people mischaracterizing me, which honestly, I really don't mind that much. I don't make a big deal about what people call me, but it just makes things easier in the long run. I have expressed white nationalist views such as it's our fault if white people become a minority race. Ooh, so controversial. Well, in a sense, it is our fault if we're choosing not to have children. But then on the other hand, I do know it's extremely expensive, deliberately so, to have children nowadays. So you can't really blame people for not wanting to have 10 kids. Even people who have large families are shamed, you know, because of overpopulation or whatever. But then on the other hand, you don't see the Muslims being shamed for having massive families. They're, you know, they're left out of it. We're the ones that are shamed for having massive families. But so it's very expensive and it's not exactly realistic to have massive families nowadays. But then on the other hand, there are many people that are choosing just not to have kids at all or even one child. So, you know, at the end of the day, it would be our fault. I mean, who are we going to blame? You know, you can to an extent, but I do know a lot of families that don't make a lot of money whatsoever, but that have like 10 to 15 children. Genuinely, many, most of the people I know in Catholic communities have between eight to you know, 12 children, that's, that's average. So, and there, some of them are very poor, but they manage it. And then many of these Muslims who are having large families, not all of them are extremely well off, but they're managing to have huge families. So I just, I, I think that if we really, really wanted to, we could. He then goes on to say, she uses her platform to host even more unabashed white nationalists and has appeared on extremist outlets like Red Ice. Look, I'll have anyone on my show. I have people from all across the right on my show. As I said before, just because I interview someone doesn't mean that I endorse every single tiny thing that they stand for. Like, I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in, in having people on to express their views, which I may disagree with, and sometimes I actually will mention that. But, I mean, if I only had people who I completely agree with, I probably wouldn't be able to find anyone to interview because, I'm look, I'm Catholic, and most people I know in this movement aren't Catholic, so... You know, who am I going to interview then? And then he goes on to say, I recently joined former rebel media reporter Lauren Southern, an anti-immigrant immigrant group Defend Europe's blundering effort to keep NGO boats full of ref refugees away from the European coast. Blundering effort. Well, look, what do you expect? That's like saying, it's the same thing as saying, you're okay, you're arm wrestling someone and I start tickling that person and I'm making fun of them for, you know, quivering a bit. It's ridiculous. The amount of tax that they underwent from, underwent from the leftist media was insane. The fact that they even finished the mission and the fact that it was successful is a miracle in itself. So, and 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 if this mainstream, if these mainstream media outlets actually took the time to report honestly on the Defend Europe mission, they wouldn't even be able to call it blundering. Let me read off a few facts for you about the the blundering Defend Europe mission. Okay, so for those who don't know, in a nutshell, the Defend Europe mission, the main objective was to raise awareness for illegal people smuggling into Europe and to help the Libyan Coast Guard protect their shores. So during the months of their activities, the situation changed completely for the NGOs. Their ships were seized by the Italian authorities, Italian ports were closed, and the Libyan Coast Guard really started to drive them out of their waters. The NGOs lost the public support and most of their donations. A part of this drastic change, a large part, can be attributed to Defend Europe. By their presence in front of the Libyan coast overwatching the NGOs, they made it impossible for them to engage in people smuggling activities. They trailed the Aquarius for about one week. And during this time, obviously, the Aquarius couldn't, they, they had to be on their best behavior. They basically didn't do anything because they were being watched. So by Defend Europe's presence, they embarrassed the European authorities, which sped up the legal process to close the Mediterranean route. 
The Austrian Minister of Interior said, because of the Defend Europe mission, the closure of the Mediterranean route is now even more urgent. Their mission was debated in the Italian Senate and used by many right-wing politicians as an argument to finally end the NGO madness in front of the Libyan coast. So call it blundering if you want, and maybe that's true, but it's very understandable due to all of the opposition that they faced, but you cannot call it unsuccessful. It was a success. There's so much that came out of the Defend Europe mission. Okay, so that's about probably about it. That's probably about all I'm going to say on this article. I just, I find it completely ridiculous that, you know, Jared Holt, for example, he writes this article, but then he can't back up his words. He can't stand his ground. Many of the people mentioned in this article challenged him about it on Twitter. And what did he do? He blocked them. So he's someone who said, you know, is all talk and no action. So he goes out, he publishes this article completely slandering most of the people mentioned in this article, uh, reporting on untrue facts, saying completely ridiculous things and not even being able to spell correctly. I mean, do they not have any kind of editors at this outlet, this media outlet that he writes for? So he, he publishes this and then he goes, runs away and hides in the corner when people challenge him on it. I mean, I think Blonde in the Belly of the Beast, uh, her real name's Rebecca, she even invited Jared Holt on her channel to discuss this article, and he made up some excuse and he's not going to do it. So it's completely ridiculous. For the most part, I like to ignore these uh, articles. I just find them a waste of time. But I did want to make a quick uh, video commenting on this one, mainly because I'm going to be joining the Google Hangout. For, which once again is Monday, October 8th at noon Eastern Standard Time. It's probably going to be the day that I actually publish this video. If you're interested, I'll try and have the link in the description for that. I'm not sure if I'm going to publish this before or after the Google Hangout. So if I do publish it before, then I'll, I'll add the link later. So anyways, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. I will link the article in the description that was written about all of us. So if you're interested, you can go and read it. And I will see you guys next time for my next video.